You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome into another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz. Thank you for listening. I am incredibly humbled and honored Every single time, uh, you know, I, I see people reposting episodes and making comments. When I see the, you know, the stats of our, the number of downloads we have per episode, man, I'm just every time overwhelmed and excited and humbled. So thank you to all of you. Big thank you to everyone, especially that have left reviews, uh, particularly those of you who are using iTunes. And so I want to encourage everyone, if you are an iTunes user listening to this, if you can head over and leave a review, those are a big help to us. So if you're able to do that, please do so as soon as possible. That would be awesome. Let's dive into today's topic, a very, very important question. And the question is, is Jesus man or God? And the answer to that is both, 100% both. Orthodox Christianity espouses the fact, the truth that Jesus was fully God and fully man, not half God, half man, right? Not 50%, 50%, 100% human and 100% God at the same time. I know it seems illogical, it seems irrational, it seems like bad math, but this is the truth that we see in Scripture. We call this high Christology. Christology is the study of Christ. Holding to high Christology means that you believe that Christ is higher in some way. Uh, He wasn't just a, a created being, but he was actually a divine being who was incarnated to be fully human. We hold to the truth of high Christology. Before I kind of unpack this, I want to just remind you of a few previous episodes we've done that could be helpful. Episode 13 of the podcast, uh, I really covered the topic of the Trinity. What is it and kind of what is the nature of the Godhead being three persons? We believe that God exists in three persons, one God, but he exists in a plurality, three distinct co-equal persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Another episode that I covered, a topic related to this that you might be interested in, episode 21, I answered the question, is the Holy Spirit fully God? And you know, in that episode, I make it clear the Holy Spirit's not just a force like Star Wars or something. The Holy Spirit is not an it, okay? He is a he, and he is a person within the Godhead. So go back and listen to those two episodes, episode 13, episode 21. I believe those could be helpful to you as you study these sort of topics. Let me answer specifically the question around Jesus. You know, was he fully God? Was he fully man? I say yes. Clearly, he was fully human. And I think the the historical evidence is overwhelming and abundantly clear. There was a real man named Jesus who lived in Palestine in the first century. He was a Jewish rabbi that he was crucified by the Romans and that he rose from the dead. I think there is substantial historical evidence that he rose from the dead. So he definitely was human, just like you and I are fully human. But of course, Jesus was also fully God. And this is possible because humans are made in the image of God. Like every human is a person. And Jesus is also a person. He wasn't a human being. He was a divine being, but he was still a person. And therefore, that exact person that was in heaven was able to step out of eternity and into the bounds of time into human form. But he was the same person with the same personalities. 
the exact person that was in heaven stepped into the bounds of time onto planet earth and was incarnated as a human being. It was a person as a divine being and that same person then became a human being and he didn't relinquish his divinity or his deity. We call this in our seminarian world, the hypostatic union. This is the union between two things coming together to be one perfect hypostasis, one perfect united existence. How is this possible? Well, because he's God, he can do whatever he wants. Like, I can't do this. I don't know how to be more than one thing. I am one human being and one person, and I can't, I can't create a hypostatic union within my being. But I'm not God. I'm not the creator of everything. God is supernatural. God is powerful. God can transcend the natural laws that he created. It may not make sense to my human brain, but it doesn't make it not true. Now, I know I've got people out there that will hear this and say, Kenny, that's a cop-out answer. Whenever you don't understand something, you just say, well, he's God. He can do whatever he wants. And the reality is I don't think that's a cop-out answer. I think it's true. But for those of you who don't like that answer and you say to yourself, Man, it's not possible for one being to be two completely separate things at the same time. Let me give you an example from the world of physics. When we study light, we discover that light exists both as a wave and a particle. Now, this was a theory that was originally asserted by Albert Einstein in 1905, and it was more than 100 years later before we were ever actually able to prove Einstein's theory about light. Light exists both as a particle and a wave. And the law of physics tell us this actually should not be possible. This is physically impractical and impossible. But Albert Einstein said, yes, it may defy the natural laws of physics that we understand, but it is true. And in March of 2015, a group of scientists and researchers in Switzerland were finally able to capture a picture of light functioning simultaneously both as a wave and a particle. This was a big deal in the science community, and it highlights that there is a paradox within the world of physics, that in our world, we have one thing that is both two separate things simultaneously. It seems impossible. It seems impractical, but it is true. In the same way, Jesus was both 100% man and 100% God. It's a paradox. It seemed like it should not be possible. It seems like it's contrary. But although it's a paradox and although it seems impossible, it is true. Now, the next objection that typically arises when people are having this conversation is the idea that Jesus himself never claimed to be God. There are certain critics and liberal theologians that will come along and say, Jesus never actually claimed to be God. We simply added that to his resume centuries later. And that is not accurate. We see in the scripture Jesus making claims to be God. We see in John chapter 8, verse 58, Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And in that moment, Jesus is actually quoting from Exodus chapter 3. In Exodus chapter 3, God, the creator of the universe, has said to Moses, I am. And here in this verse, in John 8, Jesus is saying that before Abraham even existed, I was the one, the great I am, that I didn't just, you know, come on the scene a few years ago, but I was the one way back in the beginning. I was the one that looked at Moses and said, I am the great I am. We also see in John chapter five that Jesus is making himself equal 
to God. We see in John chapter 10, Jesus claims that he and the Father are one. We see in Mark chapter 14 that Jesus claiming to be the Son of Man and being the Mighty One, that he is the God over the heavens. We also see in Mark 14 that Jesus is claiming to have the power and authority to condemn people. In Luke chapter 5, verse 20, he forgives uh, you know, someone of sin and then makes it very clear that he had the ability to forgive sin. Again, an attribute that only God has. O- only God can forgive sin, but Jesus made it clear that he had the power to forgive sin. Jesus made it abundantly clear that he was claiming to be God. And in addition to the verbal claims of Jesus, we also have the writings of the apostles. And several times the apostles claim that Jesus was God. In John 1.1, the apostle John says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In that verse, the word is referring to Jesus. He's saying that Jesus was with God because he's the son with the father and the word was God. He's saying that in the very beginning, Jesus was both with God and he himself is God. In Colossians 1, the Apostle Paul tells us that Christ created everything. In Colossians 2, the Apostle Paul tells us that the fullness of the deity indwelled Christ. In Hebrews chapter 13, we see that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This clearly speaks to his divine attributes, right? Because only God can be the same yesterday, today, and forever. A created being is different yesterday than he was today because he didn't exist yesterday, right? If you were created, you are the same today, maybe the same forever, but you're not the same yesterday. Only God can be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means Jesus is God. Earlier in the book of Hebrews in chapter 1, we're told that Jesus is on the throne. It's clearly depicting him as the ruler over everything, as the king of the universe. And then the last verse I'll share with you is Thomas speaking to Jesus. Thomas looks right at Jesus in John 20, verse 28, and he says, My Lord, my God. The apostle Thomas clearly believed that Jesus was God. There are some people out there that will tell you the apostles didn't believe that Jesus was God, that that was something that Christians came up with centuries later that is not true the apostles themselves the guys that were mentored by jesus that hung out with him for three and a half years those guys knew that jesus was indeed god the hypostatic union is the orthodox truth in scripture that the union between jesus god and jesus human colliding to create the god man the christ who walked and lived on planet earth He lived a perfect life. He died a brutal death. He takes on the guilt of the world. He raises from the dead. True story. It actually happened. And he invites us to have friendship with God again. Motivated by love and kindness. Jesus, who was fully God and fully man, he makes a way for humans who are sinful to be forgiven of their sins and then have a friendship with God again. Thanks for listening to this episode. I sure hope it's been helpful and insightful for you. If you have a question about this episode or any episode, or if you have a topic that you'd like to have addressed on the podcast, please shoot me an email, heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. Also, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, regardless of whatever podcast catching app you are using, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, or whatever. 
When you are subscribed, it guarantees that every episode gets delivered directly to your device. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best way to do that is on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a sailor.